What's up, everyone? Happy Monday. Hope you guys are all killing it. It's the Wild Through Wi-Fi podcast where we talk about all aspects of life. We're here to share our journey, our experiences, and show you guys that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. With that being said, we are your host, Zach Sweet. Scott A. Uh, and for tonight's guest, well, Scott, you didn't even say my name, Zach Sweet. You got Scott. Uh, for, as you always say, we're live, so this is all live, guys. <laughs> Authentic. But, um, for, so for tonight's guest, we have Luke Lunkenheimer with us, another entrepreneur, business owner, and podcast host from the central New York area. So uh, first, Luke, I want to say thanks for taking the time of your busy schedule to spend some time with us and to share with our viewers um, some value that you hold within yourself. So Happy to you give, be uh, Yeah, why don't you give our viewers... The brief introduction. Yeah, brief yeah. introduction. Right. Yeah. yeah, how we met and well, I uh, in the womb. It was warm and wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Central New York native, grew up in Cato, New York. About eighty-two kids in my graduating class. Just lived in a very small town, big frog, small pond. Captain of the football team, all that stuff. Uh, injury was supposed to play college football. Didn't because of the injury. Got a surgery. Got into drugs. You know, oxycotton and cocaine for ten years. Bank robbery. You guys didn't know that, did you? I actually oh, you did. did. I did. did. Okay. They did. They did, they did the research. We did our research. Yeah. So, so it went, you know, real, real high, then real, real low, and then kind of back on an upward trajectory. So, I, you know, two years out of prison, came out, decided to change my life. Got in the car business, which was kind of, um, you know, akin to me. My family was in the car right. business. Um, got a, a guy that was, uh, you know, very kind and came to me and saw some opportunity so he uh, made an investment we opened cny drives and kind of was on an upward trajectory from there got three car dealerships now open in four and five this year and just recently i've decided to jump off the deep end and get into social media and content creation like that's y'all awesome. so yeah hell yeah that's what that's, brings us to here and now yeah that's awesome yeah and i we me we like scott yeah. said like you said we've been doing some studying oh, yeah we did our research and, yeah, this time. Did our research um you know about that one time back in third grade do you oh. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that but um yeah from a lot of the just the shows we've been watching from your youtube you do a lot of great work we love the studio can't wait to come check it out for ourselves and get a podcast episode with you because that would be definitely awesome um a lot of good topics that you shared on your youtube channel i think what was you have, your favorite i think well i like your series right now you're doing like a 10 series about how to start a business Small from business. scratch yeah. you know business 101 so i think that's i mean i think that's why again we all share the same similarities of why we're here what mm -hmm. i caught off your youtube and i love the the title you know man of the free because that's what one our country is all about is chasing mm -hmm. that freedom and just like how you explain, a lot of people say that to me is that like you're always talking about money. Why are you always so obsessed <laughs> with so, money? Uh, that was honestly like, that, was, that was one of the main and things. And I was like, dude, up. we can relate to this guy. Yeah. I like this fucking guy because so, it's, it's so it's true. Because like you always say, like why are you so obsessed with money? People don't understand. We don't care about the fucking money. Right. We Financial care about freedom. the freedom that comes with the money. And right. like that's where I love how you break down all your little um all the videos and stuff like that. So. It, it, it was very intriguing, and then when our friend Nick, um, again, that's how we all kind of had introduced, was Nick. Yep. Uh, Shout ex, out Nick Leonard. Yep, uh, ex-co-worker of uh, Luke. Ex-employee. Yeah, ex-employee. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And, um, um, ex-employee, and it was just, he was like, you guys would definitely feel like you guys would really vibe together, and you know, got us into checking the YouTube out, and it's awesome, man. I, we love the work, Thank and you, that's bro. why we wanted to have you on the show, so... Um, 
When but you yeah. stand in front of a judge and he tells you that you can go home if you post $50,000 bail <laughs> and you realize that you ain't going home anytime soon because right. you don't have Nan nowhere near uh, that kind yeah. of money, that's when you realize that money is freedom. Oh, yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's the moment where the wealth would be handy. Mm-hmm. And not just to, to speak on something negative. I mean, it's it's really anything. You know, your mm-hmm. child comes to you and says, I really want to play Pop Warner football. You find out the Pop Warner football league is pay to play and you don't have 1200 bucks for a year. You got to go to your little guy and tell him you ain't playing football this right. year, you know? The ring on the pretty girl's finger, the property you want on top of a hill, you know, it all takes money. Yeah. And people, I think, get lost in the greed aspect of wealth creation. They don't understand that there's so many different facets to building wealth and being in business, you know, having personal freedom, the sense of creation, you know, creating something, networking like we're doing here today. Yep, you know, absolutely. we're both going to, we're all three of us rather, four, including yep. your uh, your tech. Yep. Um, we'll have left here today having met other people that bring value to our existence. Absolutely. Um, and the pursuit of financial freedom is what brought us here. So there's, there's many facets to that mm-hmm. stone. And if people, I think, just get rid of the preconceived notion that, rich and wealthy people are all just greedy dollar chasers and realize that some of the most fascinating things in the world have been created by entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So they might, you know, get aware a little bit, wake up. Well, and we always talk about it. And, you know, I like that you, you know, say finance is freedom. We always preach that. But, you know, it goes back to the fact that if you don't have the right circle, if you don't have the right people around you, you know, insulating what you're trying to create, it's not going to get you what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, wealth isn't something that just sticks to just you. It's going to spread to the people around you, your family. So it's all about the people that you're bringing into your life and who you choose to associate with. You know, we always say it, friends are like elevators and so are the people you bring in your life. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring you up or they're going to bring you down. 100%. Um, so when did you really decide that you wanted to go full throttle into the car business? You know, when did you think I'm going to completely bet on myself in this situation? Because it seems like you bet on yourself a lot in situations, you know, you said sports, after school, all that stuff. But when did you say, I want it to be me, I want to be the center of this, I'm going to create this for myself? That's a great question, okay? And I'm the kind of guy that probably to a fault sometimes, well, some would say to a fault. To me, I just enjoy being organic. But I am as forthcoming as it gets. So what I can do is I can't take credit for that. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you that when I got out of prison, I went to work at a body shop doing collision collision estimating and just overall sales. Um... At that time, a guy reached out to me that had kind of held me down a little bit while I was locked up, you know, sent me a little commissary, a couple pictures, you know, some Christmas cards, which at the time I thought was just a good friend doing a good thing. But shortly after I got out of prison, um, he eventually reached out to me and was like, you know, did the whole, hey, man, remember how I held you down when you were locked up? Yeah, I need someone to come sell cars for me. (laughs) And I wasn't interested in a job selling cars at the time. You know, that's what led me down a path of addiction. And it was something that. To me, it wasn't glamorous, you know. Right. I didn't want to be a used car salesman anymore. You picture used car salesman, you picture plaid pants and, you know, cigars <laughs> hanging out of the corner of their mouth, riding around on golf carts, drinking cheap coffee, right? <laughs> and that was just not the persona I wanted for myself. So I was like, you know, bro, I think I'm good for the time being. I'm going to do this thing here. And then I got fired. Uh, they found out that I had robbed a bank. You know, you pull my job application and where it says, are you a felon? The box is marked yes. And it says, what did you do? It literally says, rob the bank. (laughs) So how we got let go of that one is still beyond me. And I've uh, found out as of recently that I have recourse on that legally, but I don't think I'd get blood out of that stone. (laughs) Yeah, But uh, so what transpired from there essentially is this guy kind of leaned on me a little bit and was like, you know, man, I held you down. You know, you know, you got to scratch my back. And I'm like, you know what? And at the time I just lost a job. 
and I was really teetering on the fence. And my girl at the time, uh, who was a very nice woman, you know, we just didn't didn't work out, but she was a real sweetheart of a girl. She said, you know, you're not going to do that. That's not for you. That's what got you high. That's what got you addicted. It's just not your thing. And then he called me back and offered to pay off all my debt with the local townships and courts and DMV to get my license back. And then her opinion didn't matter yeah, anymore. So, <laughs> the thought of a new Subaru, a dealer plate, and a checkbook was something that I was, you know, had an affinity for. So, realistically, to to you know to answer your question, it was him offering that to me that got me back in the car business. Okay, um, and uh, he and I don't have the best relationship to this day for a lot of reasons, and, and they, they all stem back to addiction yep. and a path that he chose to travel down that I was not willing to go down again. But the long and the short of it was, you know, a little credit to him that he sparked the interest. Um, but realistically, I went and I did that thing for him, made him a lot of money over the course of about 11 months and made myself quite a bit of money and took what he had that was a, a trailer on a gravel parking lot and, you know, a Winnebago and an agreement for no rent as long as we gave him body work to the local guy that owned the property yeah. and turned that into, you know, a building and yeah. 40 cars and a line of credit and all this stuff. And then he ended up robbing me and getting, you know, re-addicted to drugs. And now, you know, we won't get into where he's yeah, at, right, but it right. does, it's nowhere near, you know, yeah, he went backwards, I went forwards. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. And uh, so that, unfortunately, I exited the business again. Um, what I did in that time though, was I got a taste for entrepreneurship and the fact that I was able to, to do that, right. That I was able to create money. Um, so I went back to work for a gentleman who ended up becoming the investor for my company. Now went back to work for him. He owned an after sale company, rust proofing, you know, uh, product sales, stuff like that. Went back to work for him. Absolutely crushed it for him. Number one sales guy again. And then he just one day walks into my office and, uh, you know what, actually take it back a step. So shortly before that, a couple weeks before that, my now wife, Nikki, most amazing woman in the universe, love you, honey, she came to me and she had had some money left over from a settlement that she had got before I met her. She had like 80, 90 grand. And she came to me and she says, I saw what you did with that guy's business. Take this money. She's like, you want to marry me, right? I said, of course. You're going to be with me for the rest of our lives? Yes. You want to make a family with me? Yes. She's like, I've seen what you can do. Take this money. Go get us this money. Go build this business. Go build our legacy. And, you know, teary-eyed and humbled, I was like... No. <laughs> and, and for two reasons, really. One, man, I didn't want the foundation of my relationship with the one woman that I had actually met that I truly loved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, full disclosure, I'm a guy that's been very hesitant to be, you know, touchy-feely and emotional. But when you get to the point where you you really know who you are in your life, you can you can touch on those things. Mm -hmm. And th this is a woman that... Real, it. She helped me understand what the word love meant and what companionship and relationship really was. Awesome. That is more than just you know sex and right. fun. It, it was about really truly having the other person's back. And when another human being offers you, you know, their entire savings yeah. account because they believe in you, you know, it's it's very humbling. Yeah. But what I would not do, she'd had a lot of guys that had taken from her and taken advantage of her kindness. And I just was not going to allow that to enter into the equation. I was just not going to ever let that be a thought in her head. So I said, we'll get there and it will happen for the right reasons, but I'm not taking your money. And she was a little frustrated, <laughs> number one, because she knew we were going to be pretty wealthy if I did. <laughs> yeah. um, she had more faith in me than I did. So to your question, that's why I'm saying all this, mm -hmm. no, yeah, is to help ahead. the audience understand that for sure. I, I was not always, you know, rah, rah, Luke. I didn't always have that level of confidence. I had the flame burning within me. Something inside of me knew that I was not great. like the rest of yeah. these cats. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that there was just something like I was wired different. My code was not like these other people, right? But never really had the balls to just say, fuck it, let's just jump and, and let's go. That stems from never having anybody in my life that had done that. 
you know, you have a mentor that's an entrepreneur and has taken, you know, a dollar and turned it into a diamond. They can tell you, like, listen, I've done it. Here's, you know, here's how you do it. Here's what you're going to feel. Here's what you're going to go through mentally. But if you just keep pushing, it's going to come. I never had that. Mm -hmm. You know, I had parents that told me 70 grand a year and a white picket fence and a Labrador retriever ball, you're doing good. You know, that that was, that was a golden life. That's how, I mean, we could attest to that too. A lot of guys screw up that way. I mean, a lot. It's just a generation difference. And I, I mean, it's, we I just watched these episodes here, so it's it's funny leading that. And you talked about like those barriers, you know. What I mean that yes, your parents sir. always like have those barriers, the and it's like that we create for ourselves. Yep. Yeah, and it, it, it's such a or different, have been created for us. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it, there's just such different times now that, like you're saying, nobody had us to push it because one, they didn't have somebody pushing it right. on them, and it's like you know nobody's pushing it on them. That's the reason they push it on us. Mm-hmm. But now we're so lucky with at least our January. No, I'm 29, so. We were born right before, you know, social media, but still born that time where you had to be on when the street lights came on when we were kids. <laughs> you know, no cell yeah, phone, buddy. no nothing. It's like yep. when the street lights come on, you got to be back home. Bring your ass home. So, like, I, I love that we were, like, I know, kind of blessed to be in that gap. And I see it all the time. And my mom, you know, my first thing is, like, my, when I wanted to buy a house, I wanted to buy the two family, you know, yep. have my renters pay for my mortgage, yep. live rent free. And, like, that was my mind. And my mom was like, well, why do you want to do that? You're going to have to worry about this. You're going to have to worry about that. You're going to have to be a landlord. You have tenants, da, da, da. And I'm like, it's not your life. I don't want that's it's it's my life. Like I want to do it like that. Right. So it's funny. It's it's cool to relate how you break down those things and those barriers and how what you're kind of getting into now, as in to just push and to be yourself and to use the tools that we have at our fingertips and mm-hmm. cell phones now. I mean, we have that. We have the content and like how 100%. we're trying to create, just like you are, is giving that value and pushing that out. Like guys, like screw like all oh, when people say like the 18 to 25 you should be living your best life like enjoy your time like live it you it's want like the future and yeah. it's like i would you know now seeing it now it's like all that doesn't matter those are the times to grind you know start yep. a business for yourself build a brand learn these things because it's like back then we really if we don't really think about it but like we had nothing to lose you know we were living at home you know what i mean we'd have like our own we had no bills like we'd have to worry about payments and it's like i'm trying to instill that on the younger generation and i think that's why we give the value we do is to make that people realize and give them that extra push like hey you have you guys have all these tools that are for free that are trying to get you guys to realize like look like and we're not condoning people we always say this we're not condoning people who work nine to fives we just don't go build somebody else's legacy then not go home and work on yourself right you know go home and work towards something and then that way when 10 when you're 18 work on something then 10 years go down the road and you're 28 boom you're gonna have a huge brand for yourself in a business that you have built on a side note and apart like away from your job that now boom now if something happens like covid again you can you have a backup plan mm-hmm. or it's your own brand you know you're gonna be okay because it's like i built this instead of worrying about building somebody else's company 100 so um and i think that's just you know it's a beautiful thing that I think what we're doing and pushing that content out there is I just agree amazing. wholeheartedly. You're doing so, a good thing. I've seen you about to go. You're yeah, good. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Well, and I think that just goes like one of the main things that we always focus on telling people is you can't be content. You know, if you want to make $1,000, once you make $1,000, you got to up that ante or mm-hmm. you're just going to sit there. And it's about the people, I know I go back to it, but it's the people that you surround yourself with and the level of intensity and drive and determination, you know, moral standards, everything mm-hmm. that those people have, either they're going to bring you up or bring you down. How important was finding, you know, that right person for you? How how much of a drive is finding that right person? Because it's kind of that backbone to know that, you know, they don't always have to agree with you, but they're there to support you. 
brother. If so, that the question is, what who was that person for me, well, or no, how I, important I know, were they? Well, I know, yeah, I know. So I know the answer, it's yeah. a great question, and I'm glad you asked it because that's that's exactly why I do my show. Because I, so we all need that person, right? To bring my story full circle, so this I'm, I'm working for this guy, right? He comes to me one night asks me basically asks me to break down for him what the rent was what the capital investment was basically all the factors of the business i ran and what i did and i told him the next day he comes in with a piece of yellow legal paper with all those numbers written down plus five percent and just draws an x in a line and goes what you want to do and then instead of the 50 grand that we had he writes 150 and i'm like what's all this he goes it's a business partnership offer and that's how that's how my story came to fruition. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's worth you know I don't know I don't want to sell him short anywhere between twenty and fifty million. I don't know he's he's definitely not hurting for cash. Um, he lives in a beautiful home and he's just he's he's set up right. He saw something in me that I knew was there, but I didn't know how to cultivate. Awesome. Okay, right. so you ask this question and it's a great fucking. I'm sorry, what's the language? No, you're you good. Like, no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a great no, fucking question because uh, send it. I like that. Yeah, I will yeah, send it. Yeah, we're authentic send here. It, we're I being will. ourselves. We're Gary good, Vee in good. it and all that. So we, <laughs> you're a good fucking company. Hell yeah. So un, un, uncensored. I love it. So that is everything for me, right? So to everybody, uh, each story is a little bit different, yep. right? And each diamond is mined a little bit differently. Yep. But it all kind of it all comes from the ground, you know, this, as far as an analogy yep. would be concerned. For me, that's what it took, right? So I had, uh, and, I, and I don't, I, people say I always throw dirt on my parents. My parents were loving people. Right. They were hard workers. They were not afraid to get their hands dirty. They the were same. not afraid to, exactly, you know, they would they would have jumped in front of a bullet for me at right. that time in my life. But they were not people who wanted to help grow a seed they they had a very they they lived with blinders on right right? and it was blinders that their parents put on them generation and a hundred percent so we i did you know i'm 38 years old when i was in high school we had you know macintosh computers and Mm -hmm. mice the little (laughs) mouse on your computer those were just a thing it was like what the fuck is this little thing on the cord (laughs) it's a mouse no it's not it's a plastic button no it's called a mouse i don't know why i don't eat cheese like this is the struggle for you know for my, my middle school so that's dating myself so now imagine you know no smartphone right no internet. Imagine no internet. When I was in like, I think fifth or sixth grade, man, we we had like, you've got mail. I mean, right, that, yeah, that was yeah, my yeah, life. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so we we didn't have access to all this information. One hundred percent. We didn't have access to all this information. So now we live in a day and age where I, I almost it's the coin has almost completely flipped and done a paradigm shift. What I mean is this. There's too much fucking information out there. There's too many cocksuckers out there telling kids to become entrepreneurs, okay? I got people that I watch that are 23 years old. I don't know. How old are you guys? 29. 29? 27. You're damn near 30 years old. There's a difference between someone who's 23 fucking years old and who's almost 30, okay? There's a decade of experience there. And I see these kids 23 years old telling people, go read the 10X rule by Grant Cardone and ask your parents for 10 grand and to be an authorized signer on their card and then go buy this video, do this thing, go on that sale, and and you could be a fucking business owner. It's like, bro, like, do you got hair on your balls? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. you're, you're, you're instruct like, and then you, I watch and I see fifty year old men at their smartphone, like, and then what, Junior? Yeah. Like, it's like on the edge of their seat, you know. So you, I guess, basically, what I'm saying is this: you can go to the same way you can go to Harvard and get a hundred thousand dollar a year education from somebody who's never stepped foot. In the career field, okay? People who have been book read, they were in academia, academia trained them, they then got qualified to teach in academia, now they're a professor on science. There's people that teach law that have never been in the courtroom, that you're paying 100 grand a year to teach Mm -hmm. you, right? So 
the school of experience is where I would encourage my audience is to get fun? their information. I was just about from, to say right? that, and, and that's the biggest, and that's the most important thing. You know, you got to live it yourself, and that and that's where it really comes full circle. If you haven't been through the experiences, how are you going to give advice? And and if you're going to give advice, you got to be authentic about it. Yep. Where you've been, how much you've been there, and, and too many people they just want to throw out just the positive. Anybody that's wanting, as far as I'm concerned, and this is just my personal belief, anybody that's trying to monetize education, there's something sincerely wrong with that, just just at the root, right? So I guess what I mean is this. As a content creator, you watch Man of the Free, you, it's, it's my tagline is, or, or phrase, I guess, is, you know, the big man brings you free information to help you become free in your life. Right. Now, I'm building my brand. Yeah, right. If I get to 5 million subscribers, people are going to know me. I'm going to break obscurity, yeah, which means anything I try to do and monetize from that point on is going to have traction. But the educational piece of it, like, how can you be worried about monetizing off the mind of somebody, right? Which is what bothers me so much about academia. As And I'm not trying to go on a rant about colleges here, but for Christ's sake, man, what, what are you going to gain spending 60 grand a year to go get taught by the best minds in the world if you're not stepping one foot in the field, mm-hmm. right? Now, I have not gone to college, so I can be speaking out of turn on certain things, right. but this is what I know. I know that I've met people who have master's degrees that can't turn on an ignition of an automobile without an instruction manual. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like the hands-on, the, the, yep. the, the application of the knowledge, the connection is not there. So what I do with my show, basically I'm appealing to a young Luke Lunkenheimer. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. appealing to my struggle. I'm saying, okay, at my age, you know, when I was a young kid, what did I not have access to? What stories was I not told? What information would have turned me from the kid that went into a decade of drug usage and idle bullshit and getting nothing accomplished and getting nowhere in life and coming very close to death several times, not to mentioning hurting people, hurting women, Mm -hmm. hurting businesses, you know, vandalism, fights, physically hurting other human beings, just this nefarious behavior for an entire decade. How do I go to the the young Luke Lunkenheimer ears and get in his head and say, listen, man, this is here for you if you choose to receive it, but put it out in a way that he enjoys. Big muscle-bound goofball laughing, swearing, yeah, telling right, funny yeah, stories, yeah. goofy sound effects. Like, you know, getting engagement across the board. All I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring people information that I know for a fact if I oh, had yeah. at that time, my life would have gone in a completely exactly. different direction. Exactly. That's the point of what I do. Yeah. And I, it, it, it draws a lot of similarities with what you guys are trying mm-hmm. to do, which is why I think you guys appreciate my story. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're trying to bring value to people and that's, as well. And that's where I, because I came up with the name as far as, you know, where our brand comes from because, you know, as long as you have an internet connection these days and you have a cell phone or a camera, a, a, you know, a mic to record, you, you can create a niche for yourself and yep. put it out there to the world where you might think it's stupid, but somebody else might love it. And, you know, they're going to follow you because you are acting a certain way. They like what you do compared Authentic. to somebody who, you know, might, they might be doing the same thing as you and creating content the same way as you. But like, like you were saying, you're that, you know, the funny, goofy guy who somebody might can actually relate to. Yep. And that's why we like, we, we like the aspect of wealth through Wi-Fi because we're creating wealth. And when you're healthy, you're wealthy, you you feel good, you look good. And just all the aspects comes to full circle. And then, but not only that, like you're sharing it to others and, and you might be giving that push 
to giving that push to somebody else who might be scared to start. And that, like you said, like we're, we're doing the same thing. We're mm-hmm. just, we're building. We don't care. It might not be right. It might not be a hundred percent, but we're still, we're, we're chugging along, you know, cause right. again, exactly one day we know it takes one person or one viral video to get your brand out there. And, and we know we just got to keep chugging along, just stay authentic, stay to your morals, stay to your roots. And we know eventually that people are going to catch on because it, it's the right thing to do. And I, what I heard before, if I can word it right, it was like, what you're willing to do for free is what you'll get paid the most. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true. You know what I mean? Because we're just giving our value and we know we're not right all the, all the time. And that's the point where it's all opinion based. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to give people the experience from our side at our age and what we know. And we know we don't know everything. We know that everything we say on here isn't going to be always right. but that's where our audience should come in too. Like we always encourage people like message us, tell us right. like what you want to see. What are you hearing? Like what, what might you want to see on our show or, or a guest you might think is good. So, and we know we're going to get to that point where we're going to have really good guests. We already have had great guests and great shows and it's just going to domino effect from there. So, so you, one thing I just want to touch on. So what I don't think a lot of people recognize is that some of the most pivotal and foundational fundamental aspects that this country was founded on were done in rooms just like this. Oh, yeah. Not with sure SM7Bs and iPhones, but with guys with white wigs yep. and, and those funny-ass outfits, right? Your, your Benjamin Franklins, your Sam Adams, your Paul Revere's, your, you know, just go down the list, your John Hancock's. The, the founding fathers of this country, it was discourse. It right. was respectful, compassionate, productive discourse. This is where the Bill of Rights came from. This is where amendments and the Constitution came from. A basic premise for how to live your life in a morally sound fashion where it was good for society and it would help a society move forward right. in a republic, in a, in a, in a democratic republic. Mm-hmm. It's like, I believe it was Ben Franklin. He, when he, he came out of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, there's a story where a woman asked him, she comes, Mr. Franklin, Mr. Franklin, do we have a dictatorship or do we have a republic? And he says, well, you have a republic if you can keep it. And that's what this is about to me. Now, people say, man, you get real deep with the politics, Big Luke. How can you not in this day? Yeah, but if you're it's forced but if upon you, yeah, right? right. And it's, it's just you sharing your opinion. Though. I feel you know like, I mean? like yeah. I feel like, an, as an American, that like we as Americans right now are like on the casting couch. <laughs> like we're we're little like post pubescent teenage girls sitting on the couch, and our government and the media is the porn stars and the cameramen, and they're looking at us like, okay, here's <laughs> yeah. what you need to do, and we're like, okay, I'll just take my skirt <laughs> off. <laughs> what you need me to do, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like just submitting because you say so. Right. Uncle Sam wants my money. Here you People, go. What do I need to do now? Hang on. There we go. What, right. What's the next thing we yeah. got to do? You know, and it's not that there's anything wrong with getting vaccinated, not that there's anything right. wrong with living in the way that Beliefs. you see fit, but that's what it is. It's the way that you see fit. And what I see in the media nowadays is just a, a no direct conversation. A, there's no conversation. There's no discourse. And that's the issue. We always talk about that. Right. It's not like, hey, what do you guys think and where do you but think you we can't, should you, do? You don't have to like someone and you don't have to even agree with them, but you need to hear their opinion and try to see it from their perspective so you can walk away from the situation better. I fear so, exactly. So the, many the, entrepreneurs that like I've just listened to, you know, I'm sure you're obviously familiar with Andy Versella and Gary Vee and all mm-hmm. those guys. Like they always talk so much about how they're such great friends. And I'll listen to Andy's pods and he brings up his other entrepreneur friends like Ad Milat's and yep. you know these guys. Well, you guys know who Grant Cardone is? Yeah, yeah. 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 You ever watch Grant Cardone yeah, do an no, interview? Yeah, yeah. Oh, of what does he have with him every single time? Oh, a notepad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He'll yeah, meet yeah. with some. He'll meet when he met with Gary V. Notepad. Yeah. When he met with Tony Robbins. Notepad. He met with somebody who was a he was a young kid. He was a content creator and he was. Uh, 
I don't think it was Mr. Beast, but it was somebody maybe not with quite that yeah. prowess. But he's sitting there and he's right. And I'm watching. I'm like, this man is 63 years old. Still he's worth stuff. two billion, not mama million, yeah. bubba billion yeah. dollars, like generational wealth. And he's got a notepad he's and he's learning, learning. Yeah. because so, he, and who's, so if we're talking about the top of the pyramid, shout out right. Grant Cardone. I'm a big fan. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of shit. I don't like that. He said, yeah, but right. there's a lot of shit. I do but like just the same important. way people feel about yeah. me. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's it, what I was getting at. Like, 100%. These, these, if these high level men can still get along and disagree with each other, like what? I mean, that's, that can be a bigger well, be no, sign. They know they have to adapt. Bro. Right. Exactly. They know their entire life that what has been the most lucrative right. thing for them to do is a change. Yes. Yep. Grant Cardone created VHS tapes where here's, Hey y'all, Grant Cardone here. We're going to talk about the three step <laughs> objections and closes technique. Now right this way. Really? And you're like, this is corny as shit, right? <laughs> right? But he sold millions of dollars worth of it back yeah. then. That's why I got a high level of respect for that guy. I, like I'll pay money to, to go see one of right, his, his shows because show, right? I'm like, you know what, man? Like number one, throw the guy few bucks for what he's doing number two i'm gonna pick up something gonna, number you, three what doesn't suck about vegas crowd, right though, the network it's not even about grant but you might meet the other people who are also there because they're again you're putting yourself in the same room as those people because they want to obviously level want up. To do they yep. want to 10x their life 100 like you do and so, that's what people don't realize right. is that at the highest levels okay you look at a guy like donald trump when he when you would watch him in a meeting it wasn't donald trump and two old dudes with white hair it was donald trump Black dude, white dude, Latino dude, Latino girl, old one, young mm -hmm. one, this country, that country, this language, sign language, just every, like a conglomerate, right? And anybody that, and I, the reason I speak on Donald Trump is just because he's also an entrepreneur, right? right. He's kind of reached a very high level of entrepreneurship yeah. that most of us would say is probably the end game, you know? To, to be president. Leader of the free world. It's kind, yeah. of a, kind of a, a tall order. You don't have to like him, but got to respect it. You got to yeah. respect it, yeah. right? It's just like, you know, anybody that's notable in, in the space, in the entrepreneurship space, you watch them, they're just, they're learning constantly. It's always adaptation. You know, Cardone, I was saying he started with VHS tapes. This guy doesn't go anywhere with an iPhone now, right? Yep. And he was, the best part that kills me about that guy, and not to go on a Grant Cardone stroke and trip, but the guy, he was, I was watching a thing one time and it was like, he was the number, number one influencer on TikTok or Twitter, no, excuse me, Twitter. He was number one influencer on Twitter and he was one of the last people to generate a, a Twitter account. Right. So what does that tell you? Yeah, right. yep. Is it the product or is it the mind? Yes. You know what I mean? 100%. So if, if the best people in the best places, I'm watching them walk around with an e-ink tablet or a legal pad, something tells me I should probably remain humble because I could learn something yeah, from anybody. Absolutely. So I think I want to backtrack to kind of something you said all the way at the beginning when you kind of talked about, you know, getting the high, high fast and then the low, low, you know, quickly. Yep. And then you kind of talked about, you know, a slow upward trajectory. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about Grant Cardone is too many people miss out on that. It's it's not always about always making a step upwards. We're going to have steps backwards, but if we're always headed on an upward trajectory on where we want to go, what we want to achieve, that's how we end up being the person we want to be. Hundred percent. Never being content with what we have, but being grateful for what we've had in yep. the past. You know what's what we've been through. But you know, continuing to grow is one of the biggest issues that I think a lot of people face. They think they can get to a point where they're just going to be happy and they're going to be able to be content. But like, if you're one of these alpha people that really wants to make it in the world, you know, I think you can probably attest to this. You're never going to be fully content, and, and that's mm -hmm. what makes you you. I explained to my wife, I said, "Honey, if you're after retirement age." If you're after the top of the mountain, if you're after some sort of end game, and I told her this when I first met her, I said, I'm not the guy for you. There was a few things I told my wife when I first met her. I said, number one, there will be no honeymoon period for sex. 
we're going to fuck until we're old. Yeah. And that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And if you're not down for that, I'm not the guy for you because yeah. I'm a horny guy, right? Yeah. She's probably sitting at home laughing around. <laughs> she's going to hear this bitch. and she's going to geek it. Listen, man, I told you, forthcoming and authentic, that's yeah. all you're going to get, no, right? I love that. I told her that. I also told her that I'm going to love you aggressively and passionately. If we're in a bar and somebody disrespects you, I'm probably going to jail that night, okay? <laughs> I will say now that we've had a child and knowing that the satisfaction of grilling somebody upside the head versus not seeing my kid for a year and a half while I do a one to three, you know, the, the justice scale so in favor right, of not sure. doing it, and, and a child will do and that to you. But the other thing that I told her was, I am a, in a passionate pursuit of my potential. I Love don't that. have awesome. a numerical goal. Okay, right. because I had a goal of 100 grand and I hit it and I went, OK, a million and I hit it and I went, OK, 10 million and I hit it and then I went, OK. And it's like, what, like it ain't no fun. Like hitting the goal wasn't the fun right. part. It was getting past the process. It. And then like once you hit it, you don't even know you hit it. Yeah. You're in the middle of doing something one day and you're like, what? It's we're evaluated where? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Now we're gonna okay. past this next Somebody one. buy a cake and a six pack. Yeah, we're going to have right. a party. OK, what are we doing next? Mm -hmm. Right. And. I think so. That's important that you speak on that because I think understanding that not everybody is that way is just as important as helping the people who are. Trying to force entrepreneurship or a, a vicious, ravenous, you know, financial mindset on somebody that wants to work a nine to five and go home and play Fortnite, right. that is a moot point, right? right. You're going to end up making an enemy. Yep. Furthermore, I think a smart entrepreneur says, okay, I just met a customer. How do I appeal to that customer? Right. And instead of trying to teach them how to become an entrepreneur, try to get under their skin and say, come on, man, yeah. fire up that Bic lighter. Let's get to success. Right, right. There's people that's just not going to happen with. Yep. They're going to say, no, I'm good, man. I, I wanted to get to this, this point where I've vested in my retirement. I know when I'm 62, I can relax. Like, can I please just go play my cards? It's like, you sure can, dog. Yeah. What kind of cards are you playing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what kind of table are you, are you playing from? it on? Yeah, right? Right. What yeah. commercials do you watch? Dude? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's where I think real entrepreneur lies, too, if you have it in you. Because entrepreneurs will think, like, well, I have a problem. Like, I, I look at problems as, you know, opportunities. 100%. And that's, that's just an entrepreneur. My, and that just also goes to think, like, you know, oh, I have to go to work today. It's like, no, like, thank God I can work I today. To go to you work know what I mean? Today. Like, yep. th thank God you actually have a job. You know, it's all about perspective. And like, it all comes back to mindset mm -hmm. and, and manifestation and you and how people consider like feelings and emotions. Um, They kind of just say like as you you speak it into existence. So if you say like, oh, I'm having a shitty day, like, yeah, sh shitty things are going to happen. But mm -hmm. if you try to stay positive through that shitty, those shitty things, mm -hmm. like maybe better things are going to happen. Or and how about the it, fact that the perception is the reality? Right. I was just about to say. You, you ask right. somebody, you know, how's your day? going i'm having a great day bro your dog got shot you just got fired from your job and the guy gave you a terrible haircut you know bro i was gonna have to put my dog down in three days and i didn't want to have to do that mm -hmm. okay what was the other thing i said he lost his job or yeah. something i didn't like that job right. the shitty haircut i wanted to buzz it all off anyways <laughs> yeah, right. my wife wouldn't let me now i got an excuse it's a great day yeah, you right. know what i mean it's, it's like that motherfucker yes, right exactly but that's the thing that could be true that mm -hmm. could be the reality so who your point about perspective is exactly right so if you can and that's about mind control, as far as I'm concerned. I don't mean mind control like, Ooh, let me right, take the right. cigarette. I mean mind control like having control of your own thoughts right. and how you project them outward. So it's like, okay, I know that today is a difficult day. It's a trying day. But what could have happened worse? How, like, it's that whole, you know, tell me one thing I did good today and two things I could do better, right? They, that's in like every, you know, entrepreneurship 101 with self-evaluation at the end of the day. How about let's find two good things about today and let's only pick one to dwell on because if we go home with two rights and one wrong, we had a good day, yeah, you right? It. And that just builds your, your momentum. And right. I'm a big believer in your 
you are the one who's in charge of your momentum. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who the fuck is in your way. Exactly. If you're not going to be penetrated, like you're in charge of your momentum. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big thing. And I, I think Kobe, Kobe Bryant was originally one of the first people I kind of always heard talking about this, but it's almost about finding the ability to be calm in the situation, no matter mm-hmm. what, whether it's a positive or a negative. And you have to be able to take, you know, things. And like you were saying, you have to be able to find, there's always going to be a silver lining. Yep. You have to be able to find it. And you have to be able to know that if you can, pursue that you can pursue the positive in things that when those negatives hit it makes it a lot easier and when the positives hit you don't get overwhelmed either mm-hmm. and, and it is a two-way street and you know finding people that ground you in those That's situations are huge like you know i know you talked about it with your wife and you know having someone like zach when i'm at zach you know he's a person that a lot of people say it all the time he's a lucky person you know and when i first met him it was something that like i always joked about and i saw it and until as of recently, I always kind of thought it was just luck. But, you know, you watch him and you surround yourself with the right people and you do. You start to make your own luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to surround yourself with people that bring out the best version of you and are going to yeah. believe in the person that you're trying to create. Yes. Man, you start looking in the mirror and you're a lot happier with what you see. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and just kind of touch on the negative side of the fact. I think when things are so good for some people and things are just constantly going good, constantly going good, constantly going, constantly going good, and then something bad happens, they kind of don't know how to react. And that that's why people like us, we're constantly putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations because that way when the bad shit does happen, you know how to react. And, you know, we're obviously big David Goggins advocates too. And he always said something. He's like, He's constantly putting himself in bad situations, so that that way, just when they keep happening, he he could keep going. You know, he could keep going for his runs, and that mindset doesn't get sucked down that dark hole because, like, oh, like, you know, my my parents might have died or this or that, and it's like, yes, you're gonna go through some, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna dwell on those situations, you're gonna go through grief and all that, but you you got to stick to your roots, and I think you know, don't give up going to the gym because those things make you happy. Those things keep you going take that frustration on the gym and i think some people get so used to all the good shit happening you know they're not used to when bad shit happens and i think that they they lose track of that and they get sucked down to this negativity hole and like the crab in the bucket and people holding them back and i think the more they kind of just brush the negative shit off like yeah go home be like yo this happened this happened this happened yeah that happened but we can work on this tomorrow you know let's come back to that and that's what something i've always worked on and i'm still working on it right now because i still feel like i do so fucking much and i'm like <laughs> i still feel like i'm not doing enough you know I what i mean it's yeah. like what the hell like i know this isn't where i want to be but then i try to suck back into reality like look calm down it's okay like you're taking it day by day don't right. overwhelm yourself because then when you get overwhelmed you start getting stressed yep. you're like you're just then you're all over and then the you place. fuck the whole package yeah, up. Exactly. you ever notice that you you, right. you put so much on your plate like and i do this to myself speak on personal experience right, right now i i am so motivated and i one thing that i've been blessed with in this latter part of my life when I've experienced this success and things are just all starting to go my way is now it's like, well, shit, man, the floodgates are open. How much can I do? Right. Like, well, I want a piece of everything yeah. now. I can do that better than that guy. I can do that at least as good as that guy. And it's like, I want I want, it, I want, it all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what they say? I want it all. Money, cash, cars, mm-hmm. diamond yeah. rings, gold chains, yeah. and champagne. Yeah. Shit, everything yeah. like that. I want it all. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Warren G, wasn't it? Back in the day. I'm, I'm dating one. myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I, is it, is it Warren G? 
I think so. So I I have to meter myself, right? So I've got several different things going on right now. I've got the Paid to Persuade brand, which is a sales training platform, a virtual sales training platform that I'm building. That's I've got awesome. the, the Motivated brand, which is M2V8D. That's what's on my license plate of my truck. That's essentially clothing, and the, that that is not even really – it's it's on its way to creation. The idea behind it is a very good quality brand of clothing that's very classy and looks nice. It's right. something that an entrepreneur would want to wear undergarments and you know shirts with sayings and hoodies. Right. Just a basic principle line of clothing. That's awesome. The type of thing you could see Gary V wearing to the right. office. The type yep. of thing that I would wear for this podcast, polos, just yep. everything. But the proceeds, it's going to be a not-for-profit. Okay, awesome. It will obviously have employees who are paid well, but the idea behind the brand is the revenue gets put into a capital account which will fund business ventures, right? Ah, so our cool. brand is going to create revenue to do more angel investing for younger entrepreneurs that actually want to awesome. create something, right? Oh, so yeah. people like us, people who are established entrepreneurs, will be motivated motivated hmm. to spend money with this brand because they'll see it starting to build that cyclical, you know, that, that um, what's the word I'm looking for, the, the kind of uh, serial entrepreneurship right. that I think we need in this country to kind of get us back to where people are motivated i guess yeah yeah <laughs> that's you're, a not wrong. Word. you're not wrong but, at all. so i got the pages persuade i got the motivated brand i got the man of the free podcast i got the cny drives you know my three <laughs> car dealerships were going for four and five this year there's a lot on my family plate, right? friends family, social friends, life my, i know, you know the exactly. bodybuilding it's there's a lot so there. much and, and it is man and it, like i do an instagram live usually four or five times a week right at midnight or one o'clock i'm covered in sweat i'm pumped i'm all goofy and yelling. I'm in the yep. gym because I'm showing people, you know, why am Who I going you are, on Instagram though? live in one right. in the morning? Because I'm working out yeah. and I'm sweaty. And I just bench pressed 350 pounds for three reps at one o'clock in the morning, right. motherfucker. Why? Because I do what I say the yeah. fuck I'm going right. to do. Mm-hmm. And I hold myself accountable to my right. audience. And I say, listen, you guys approach me and you say, Big Luke, how do you look like that, man? You run the car dealerships. You do the podcast. You got the info. You got all this Sacrifices. Stuff. Where the hell do you make time to work out? Homie, I do it at one in the morning. Yeah. That's how. And, and then that, I go to bed at two thirty. I wake exactly. up at six thirty and do it all over again and sleep on Sunday. You know and what that, I mean? And people, the reason I do those Instagram lives is because people, there's people truly don't it, yeah. they don't. They, don't. They, I swear to God, that's look the crazy thing. That. No way, they're talking to me. <laughs> that's why I recorded seventy five hard every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, bro. Well, you do your thing. I'm yeah. over here doing. That's exactly why I did seventy five hard. I, what's that? Well, because we, we did seventy five yeah. hard and like I documented the whole thing. You know, recorded yeah. it every single what's day. Seventy five hard. I'm not so familiar with. So Andy Frisella created it. Okay. Um, you know, he's created a first form, first form, and all that. So I'm not it's super familiar with him, so but there's a guy I know that really he's likes awesome. him. Yeah, yeah so he creates. He definitely like him. Create seventy five hard. It's a program where no alcohol for seventy five days. Okay. No cheat meals. Gallon of water. Ten pages of a book. Two workouts a day. One has to be outside, and one has to be inside. Okay. Three hours apart. Okay. And forty five minutes a piece. Okay. And then a progress picture every day. I like that. So seventy five days straight. So you have to every day for seventy five days straight, and then if you fail, you restart. And there's no monetization to that. You don't have to buy the book or buy well, the so meals. He, or... Well, he has extra add-ins. You can buy like the apps, but you don't bucks. have to pay for okay. it. Yeah, you don't have to buy it. But it's, he gives that content. It's all for free. free. Yeah, okay. or you can, can buy the app, that. which is but the apps you can choose to buy it. But I bought it was five bucks one time pay. It just you. keeps track of your stuff. It's got the right. calendar. Okay. You know, you're you can set alerts. It's got a check mark, so you can check. Yeah, the check mark. I did this today. I did this today, and and then the ten pages of the book has to be a self help book. Okay. Has to be. You have to be learning something gotcha. so the, it's been a huge program that a lot of people have it's like, done it's yeah. he's helped millions of people that's cool so you know he's created this brand and this thing it, but it's people always think like they first thing they say is like oh 
I don't think I could give up drinking for 75 Every days. Every time. That's the first right. thing people Every say. Every time. It's the easiest thing. it's like thing. you are already quitting on yourself right. just by saying that. Right. And it's so, it, it drives me nuts because it's like I see people, like I approach people with it who I know who could do it. Yeah. And, but then they say that and I'm like, you're already, like, what is that mindset? And it's like, I well, think why not about try? it. Like, well, yeah. And right. but like, the thing is, you guys is, are like, going to drive yourselves crazy. Right. Well, and it's, you got to accept it. Yeah, know. right. I'm no, built like you, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like, I just think about it like, look, like, the, for the first 16 years, or at least for most people, for the first 16, 18 years of your life, you didn't drink at all. Right. You couldn't even have one sip of alcohol. Right. So what makes you think How'd you can't you do, do it for 75 days? But exactly. yeah, you did it for 18 years. 100%, and bro. people, like, be like, Oh, you're right. I didn't even you know what you're telling me? Say, go rob a bank. That ain't drinking. Right. You'll exactly. find out you can do a lot of things you didn't know you could do <laughs> right. real quick. No, that's you're true. You're forced to do it. Right. Man. And um, it's just so that's that's what the program is. But people think about like, it's not, it's far from physical aspect about the working out. It's just, it's all here. It's all mindset. Putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations. And it's not know? supposed to be fun. You're not supposed to enjoy the <laughs> yeah, 75 right. days. That's the goddamn point. Yeah. Furthermore, I know people that, and, and you, guys will, you guys will align with this. I know people that are in the gym every single fucking day. Not getting anything accomplished. Oh, right. I, the people I, that are going it, to the man. gym and they're in there and they got their motherfucking Socializing. gym shark clothes yeah. <laughs> and they got their you know fucking yoga pants and their you know Air Force ones and just the right color. They're all d- 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 taking their selfie. I was gonna say they got ass. their selfie. They oh, didn't they get their the results, but they got their selfie. Selfie game is on point. Yeah. It doesn't come unless you take a selfie. I have heard this. Yes, and then like I'm in the corner in a beat up old tank top, like with one of my shoes with my my, my, my <laughs> big, big toe sticking out, out the it. hole, looking like Popeye. You know, just getting money, and I'm in there for an hour and fifteen minutes, and I know I'm gonna be sore the next day. Mm-hmm. And then I watch these people in there for three hours, and I'm like, you should spend two hours with your children, yeah, one hour working hard in the gym, and it's it just goes to show that. Mindset is everything, mm-hmm. right? It's not about the environment. It's not about, you know, uh, what you're doing necessarily. It's about who's doing it. Because I know people that are business owners that make less than employees that I know. Right. I know people that are in the gym for twice as long as I am that are getting less than half yeah. as much accomplished. Right. It's about the mindset. And just to go back to what I said real quick about you guys going to drive yourselves crazy, I'm only saying that because it's out of experience. Mm-hmm. I li- yeah. I've literally I had guys... Going I, back to that. Man, I... I was, I, 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 full disclosure, right? I'm always about honesty. So I'll tell you something very kind of embarrassing and give you some insight into my life. So a couple of years ago, I actually went to the hospital in an ambulance because I thought I was having a heart attack. I went into an urgent care. They were convinced I was having a cardiac event. I rode in an ambulance to the hospital. Doctors were convinced I was having a cardiac event, gave me a nitroglycerin pill, the whole nine yards, okay? And it, what ended up happening, so... I went back. What was happening is my, my fingertips were turning purple. I was having palpitations, chest pains, tightness, that kind of impending sense of doom. Oh, yeah. I got like a bugger hanging from my nose or something. I see you leaning up. No, no, no. <laughs> He's just, we're live. I want IG live. What's that? I want live on IG. Oh, beautiful. So, <laughs> so what, what, I, what I realized was, uh, I'm all about live, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> we need to start doing it more. We don't do it a lot, but it just I've lends been... so much credence to what you're no, doing. No, I know. That's why I do the IG live. I need a little. Luckily, so I have too. a work phone yeah. that, like, I think I'm going to use a phone just for straight live streaming yeah. all the time now. Because the, the beauty of live is it just when people, when people <laughs> we have such a bloodthirsty society, right? Yeah. People see live, they're like, oh shit, who's fucking up? Right? <laughs> yeah. so they, well, somebody's going to fall. <laughs> like right. you're saying, though, like, everyone thinks it's edited. Everyone thinks that you're posting a picture at 5 a.m. that's not real. 
real. So yep. like, give it to them. Show them to right. what's yeah. really exactly. going on. Like, we're but not, you know what's so funny is then you get in the comments, bro, what are you doing Dude, on IG time, Live at yeah. 1 in the morning, you bro? Know. I'm trying to sleep. It's like you was the same motherfucker complaining that I wasn't the one right. doing this. So here I am proving exactly. it to you and now you're complaining. Yep. It's because that little, that little voice inside you, that condescending voice, wants to not believe it's happening. So you're going to find something wrong with anything I do. Because well, they want to do it. They're the, well, but they're the people yeah. that are most intrigued. We talk about like, this. We talk about this all the time, though. Like you, you could solve world hunger, cure cancer, and people will still be like, "Well, why didn't you do this yeah. instead?" It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can, you, bro. It you got matter. the entire f- world fed with gluten. It doesn't exactly. We can't please anybody. Somalia, if he cares if he it's, had gluten or not. Exactly. You know that's what, what I'm saying. <laughs> you you could do. You could solve everything, and people would still be like, "Well, you didn't do this. Why didn't you do this?" And it's like, this is exactly what we just. So you know how I find sanity in that? I try to forgive those people. Right. Right. I try to they got something going because it's projection, right? Because I've done it. Yeah. Because right. because I you know who am I to cast stones living in a glass house? Because like, I know like for instance, speak on somebody. You guys know who Adam Weitzman is, yep, right? Yep. I was just talking to one of my producers for my show, and um, he I had sent him like a message about my YouTube thing, right? Like I got a cousin that knows him well. I got a, a good friend, um, Daniel Baldwin, who's an actor yep. who knows him well. Yeah, they yeah. all offered to introduce me. I'm like, no, I want well, I want to know this guy based on merit, right? So obviously he's a. You were just gonna say something. Well, I was just gonna say. Well, we interviewed the guy who washes Bugatti. That was our last podcast. Oh, okay, cool. The, the auto detail. So, so like, yeah, it was cool. That's what I'm talking about. Like, we interviewed the guy that washed his Bugatti. So, like, like, yeah, we're getting. He's gay, a person. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's just a dude. And, and like, I was um, I was telling my buddy, I'm like, my, my, one of my producers and actually a guy that runs a social media marketing agency that um, that I employ or that, that I hire. I would you say yeah, that. Employ, Respect yeah, without yeah. condescension. But right. I pay him to do, to do uh, what he does for us. And I said to him, you know, I sent. Adam Weitzman a message I was like hey man I'm doing this thing you strike me as the kind of guy that might think this is cool I also know that you play ball at a pretty high level I need some feedback I don't want money I don't want your time not just give me a half hour when you have time on the shitter one day look at a half hour of this podcast let me know what you think the production quality is my name's Luke thanks boom Hmm. 20 minutes later hey Luke Adam Weitzman here da 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 you know I'll get up with you schedule's a little tight right now like what you're doing here's my cell phone number hit me up we'll get together cool I'm like wow the stories are true. Right. Yeah. He's down to earth. He's a regular. Well, that's regular why dude. we. we that's like, people ask at. us. Well, I'm not done yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so like I like a month later, you know, I I was like two months went by, and I'm like, oh shit, that's right. I got I got you know a hold of that Weissman guy. Maybe I'll see what he's up to, and you know, it was a message, then a call, then a message, then a message, then the first thing I found myself doing is. <laughs> He's not so special, you know. Was he just a scrap metal guy? And I, I caught myself hating. You know what I mean? And I was on the phone with with um, my one of my um, producers, and I was I was throwing a few stones. And I'm like, you know, I was like, man, I need to shut the fuck up. Goes, right. like, I was like, this dude's a billionaire, and I'm all bent out of shape that he didn't message me back. Like, I should be thankful that right. he did the first time yeah, yeah. if something comes of it in the future and then i that, but then you know what i did i forgave him i'm like you know what this motherfucker's so busy how kind of it was him to even respond to yeah, the first yeah. one number one number two who the fuck am i yeah this will exactly. be motivation yeah. you know what i'll do is one day i'll fly a blimp over syracuse with my face on the side of it and then he can go who's that guy you know what i mean yeah. so that's the, that's the way that i treat a situation yeah. like that and then what i found is i just or what i find rather is i just continue to put the positive vibe out there yeah. and then eventually it comes back to you right Wait. like it, me and that guy's time maybe never comes maybe it is one day but it's not right now right and you just pick it up and you move on right from that right authentically what uh, 100%. Organically, too. Organically and authentically. Yep. And you, you see what I don't see people doing? And this is why I believe in my brand, and this is why I think my trajectory is going to be very high, is who do you know that would have just told that story? Right. 
this guy didn't respond to me. He did, but then he did. And they don't, they'd keep that close to the chest, yeah, right? Yeah. They'd walk out of here being like, yeah, I talked to that guy a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't let to you know about the bad. To a T, though. Yeah, you know not, what I'm like, saying? Literally to Tell a me a that's tea. not a fact. Yeah. They would let you know the upside, but they don't want to let you know the down. Mm-hmm. I am of the belief that absolute pure authentic- authenticity, that is going to be the gateway to real monetization, Right. right? We are in a desperate need, I believe, in modern day society for people to just open the fuck up right, and yeah. just be real. We need real right? leaders. We're, we're being, as far as I'm concerned, man, we're being coached and we're being directed by the media. The media is telling people what they want them to know. And this is not conspiracy theory. No. This is not going down the matrix rabbit see. hole. This is about reality. Yep. You can watch the news. Excuse me, that monster bites back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you can know that you're not getting the whole story, right? You can watch any daytime talk show, any nighttime talk show, and you know full well, like, this is slated. I'm getting a narrative here, you're right? Yeah, one side of it. What society is craving is they're craving somebody to just tell you about the bad and the good. Like, you really, can't just yeah. sit there and feed somebody what you think they want to hear all day long and expect to maintain their attention right. and their focus. Well, how are they going to say gonna no, be real. If you're sitting there on national television that's broadcasted all over the country and they're telling you exactly what you want to hear... Nine out of ten people aren't going to question it, and the one person that's questioned is just going to be looked at crazy. Yeah, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I, I think our society's getting to a point where they're getting a little bit smarter. They are okay. They're starting to go. Well, this can't fucking yeah. Be yeah, yeah. Like not to mention, there's so many things that are happening right now, and I'm not going to get into details, but you guys will know. What I know exactly. I know what you're talking about before you even they're, say. They're, yeah. they're, they're telling you something is a certain way, and you're like, okay, all right, I can fuck with that. What? Can you show me a video right. picture? An interview, something. Can you show me the data? No. Any data? Yeah. Data. Experts say what expert? I don't. Not for me. Okay, I'll just I'll shut up and go this way. Yeah. What about this thing I saw? Conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Yeah. But right. I saw it. With, no, you didn't see it. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Can we have a conversation, please? No, no conversation. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, you, yeah. You'll do as you're told. Yeah. Yeah. And do, <laughs> like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right. That like it's gonna get old after a while, and it's gonna continue to get to a point where. You know, I got a lot of friends that say, oh, there's going to be a civil war and this and that. And, you know, I, I can't align with that thinking because I think we're past that yeah. as a society. And technologically, it's not realistic. OK, mm-hmm. there's just too much communication. The first time somebody in the government sees a bunch of guys going down the road with 12 gauges past a bunch of nest cams, it's going to be like, you know, drones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so you but what you also got. And so then people would then go, OK, well, then how does society stand a chance against the government that doesn't go with what our founding principles are? You could have. The best military in the world, okay? But when the people don't comply, when they just go, no, I'm sorry, we're just not going to do that. What are you going to do, kill everybody? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, not like, it's like you yeah. don't have you don't have to like him, but you see it happening right now with Elon Musk. Like, as much as you don't have to like the guy, you don't have to agree with anything he says, he's showing people that you have the opportunity to go against the grain. You don't yes. have to mm-hmm. follow suit. Do you know what he's showing people? Yeah. You got enough motherfucking Skrilla you yeah. can push yeah. against the grain. Okay? Well, the mass wins. The, you control the mass by keeping them divided, but when the mass comes together... The mass is going to win every time. Right. He's showing two things. He's showing that open discourse, open, tell them the good and the bad. Yep. Open discourse is beneficial because society will figure it out, right? Yep. We're adapting creatures. Human beings will go, okay, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. This is the common ground. Let's move forward. And they will continue to do that, right? What he's also showing people is I had enough money to just take this platform over. And do what I like, want. Like we had these elitists that said we have town square. You can't have it. We control it. And when he went, well, what about 20% more than it's worth? He played yeah. off their greed. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. well, I thought you said you'd never sell this. It's 20% more. <laughs> do, you, do you know how much we can do with all this extra money? 100%. We can control even more. But it's like he, Elon Musk obviously is a very intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's 
a lot of things that, that that he has that are shortcomings, and it comes with that whole idiot savant thing. And oh, I don't yeah. mean he's an idiot. I just no. mean that mindset where right. you're just so amazingly and, and impressively you intelligent yourself, on one yeah. thing. You, you, know, you, you know what I'm to, saying? Yeah, exactly. But but you know, it's like a, it's like the professor that can do quantum theory but can't tie a shoe. Right? Yeah. He wears Velcro sneakers, but he can write on a chalkboard how to make a rocket fly. Yeah. Elon Musk is one of those guys that is so incredibly. Just his level of deep thought and what he creates and what he solves is just so incredible. Mm -hmm. But then on the surface, there's a few things I think that get missed here and there, just in, in his discourse. And, oh, I and I think the way that he conveys information to people in interviews sometimes, they're like, oh, okay, I got it. What the fuck did he just say? They don't pick up on it. Yeah. But by and large, in the grand scheme of things, what Elon Musk is doing right now, you're absolutely right. Whether you like him or not, he's doing this country a great service, mm -hmm. you know? Paying eight dollars for a blue check is a pro. I don't understand that. He's getting it, but he's making a point. Like he's yeah, just right. like, and like you can't, you don't have to. This goes back to what we were saying before. You don't have to agree with people, but for society to keep moving forward, we have to be able to see different perspectives, or we can't grow. You, you need change. You can't just have things stay the exact same because people are going to be passing us. Hmm? And we see it right now all over the world, not to get too political, but, you know, the United States you has been in a hole. Those you want big <laughs> but, dog. You know, we've been in a hole and, and people wonder why. And it's because things haven't changed. Right. Things have stayed the same for so long mm -hmm. and, and we need change. We need new people. We need new life being breathed in society. And, you know, Elon taking over Twitter and Twitter turning into this new news outlet where they are sharing the good, the bad and the ugly yep. is huge. Very well, just. The back to just kind of what you're touching on, you're saying, and not, not to knock down on my mom or anything, but just the back of like the whole, you know, the banking system and how it's all scam. Like she's worked at Key Bank since she was 16 years old. She's mm -hmm. literally like 62, 63. She literally so worked she there knows. for like 50. And I go, do you know how banks work? And she literally goes, no. <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly my point. You know what right. I mean? Like she didn't, when I was trying to, I was sitting there explaining because we're obsessed with money. Yeah. We like to know where it comes from, yeah. how it works. Yeah. It got warped into a YouTube video <laughs> for like, I watched it three times in a row because right. of explaining how our banking system which, is. Which video are you talking about? I'd have to look it You're up. Watch but you pick my wedgie live. Was, uh, <laughs> he just put, he just put it down. down. Perfect timing. Uh, but uh, it was just so intriguing. I have to look up it. But again, it just shows the whole cycle of money and how it's all a big scam and how you know the Federal Reserve is writing checks with money. With the back from banks nothing. with no money. Right. You know what it's I mean? Backed on principle. That just made me ask my mom government. like. And just maybe intrigued to just be like, hey, you do you know how banks work? And you know that this is all a scam, and they're that all federally you, owned. And she literally was like, no, I don't really like like the. And again, it's just her generation. Let the me guess. She said something that I really don't like to think about. It. Right, yeah, in a sense, right, and and like I get that's just the time, but it's just crazy that like how you work for the banking system, but never really thought about, understand how it works. It's how the same it's guy that works at the carrier dome, right. but doesn't care about sports. Man. Right. It's, yeah. It's just, it was just, it just boggled <laughs> me though, because she's it, so man. great with I'm finance. I'm seeing a lot of that with you yeah, guys. Just it, a lot so, of what I did a couple of years yeah. ago is just, you drive yourself crazy with how do these people possibly think that way? Right. Try to embrace that, man. Yeah, Try to embrace right. that within yourself and be like, okay, I, I'm, I'm this way. Right. It's a blessing. Let me pursue what I'm after. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I've took to learning. Cause now it's like my time to, like maybe shine some light on them because go. now it's like you are about to, you're, no Bro, <laughs> but like i know so it's like it makes me shine some light on my parents and teaching them things now yeah. because it's like look like you're all about to retire now it's time to come together mm -hmm. now we need to work together you all you have all this money in retirement you could die tomorrow then what it's, right. you know what i mean let's work together let's start a business let's mm -hmm. you know my dad's a master electrician you know and my mom's great with finances it's like we can all come together and maybe start flipping house. I have my real estate license too. So it's like, right. I can, we can flip houses or do we just, we're all so smart. We can all work 
together now. It's just a point where we're getting to that age where like let's come together instead right. of branching out and in and kind of dividing each other and chief sees what I'm doing. Cause like, you know, during COVID, like you said, like we got into crypto and traveling and, you know, I was a young kid traveling all these places. And she's like, my mom's like, is this what you want to do the rest of your life? And I was like, we why not? I'm, I'm in the, I'm, yeah. I'm in the Catalina crazy. Islands yeah. in a $5,000 Airbnb looking over the ocean. Like, yeah, yeah why wouldn't I want yeah, this, no, this every sucks, single day? You know what I mean? <laughs> she's like, this is what you're going to do the rest of your life is just travel the country and do whatever you want. And I was like, I mean, why? absolutely. Like, you want to tell I, me about the downside they just have, i'll be yeah, listening they just have never gotten that taste right right and you know what i mean yeah. and i've gotten that taste i've tasted that one percent right exactly and i've tasted that one percent and i don't know if you know have heard of the shugas um sugar builders it's they're a big construction yeah. family yeah. um very money. good close with their family you know they took me they they go to the they go to vegas you know all the MGM. time they're big they they go to the mgm and you know, they they invited me out one one weekend, the Memorial weekend. It was one the youngest's birthday. It was turning twenty one, and like you know, they were just like describing, yeah, you should come because I help I help them make money in crypto and all that. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like, you should come out. You can stay with us. We're staying in the mansion at the MGM. And um, the, his dad's like, you know, Rolls Royce cart you around all night. We'll have a limo at the airport with your name on it, ready to pick you up. He's telling me all these things. He's like, Floyd Mayweather was our neighbor one time. Yada yada yada. I'm just like, this guy's full of shit. There's yeah. no way. Sure enough, I get there. Everything he said was true, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is absolutely insane!" Like, teach it's just me, like the, Father. Teach it's just me. like not only that, but like it's the things that you don't believe it until you see it, and well, that, and like that's. But that people would say, like, I, I literally just took it all in, and it just motivated the fuck out of me. It's like yeah. if they could do it, like why can't I? Right. You know? But mm -hmm. they're so humble, they're so great, they're so loving. That's why they're, they're good. exactly, and they share it. They're like, "Come with you." They're like, "The only thing you have to worry about is your flight." Mm -hmm. I bought, you know, I, I was like course like you know what i mean other than that they're so welcoming and, and but that feeling of just knowing that like you know some of those things you have to see it to believe it but then when you see it it, it just it boosts you it's like i want i want to keep going i want this and that like that was a huge changing moment for me to not only like that but knowing i have people like that like that at my side you know yeah. in my circle yeah. the call you know and i could call millionaires and billionaires and be like hey like how does this work how do i do this maybe or how do i do that and and like you're saying, you know, we surround ourselves with, you know, five millionaires, you're going to become the sixth. And just all the knowledge that you learn from one another, you know, that's priceless. That I think that is the main thing, the networking yeah. and like how we're doing right now is everything. So that's what I want but, to kind of ask. Luke, and just the yeah. believement. I guess that's what I was getting back and touching my and like, you know, my mom like she knocks that stuff because she's never been in that situation but i guarantee if she gets to it and puts herself in it she'd be like wow this is so nice but the way you just told that story that's somebody like me who's who's been around those things knows it's real right because the passion with which you just told that story mm -hmm. and the detail the way your eyes went off Dude, literally and remembered like, and visualized each thing i was like yep he's visualizing the car he's visualizing literally the like, yeah, that's real that it's that the effect that that has on you just side note and then i, no, I, I want to hear you're, your you're, question you're. my the gentleman that invested in me to start my company who made a lot of money off that investment okay in the beginning, I thought, well, he's just doing me a favor. And then at the end, I went, this motherfucker ain't dumb. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I saw the commas and zeros that I made him. Uh, but to, to say that he didn't do me a favor, I would be remiss to say that. He absolutely did. But he said to me, he said, Luke, when I started asking you questions about the car business and what you did and how you were successful and you know what, how you set up your business, he's like, I watched just this glow encircle you and encapsulate you. And you were just so intensely focused right. on telling me every little detail and aspect he says whenever you see that excuse me 
and you spot that in somebody who is an entrepreneur, he goes, there's an investment there. Mm-hmm. So I love that, that you you just embodied right. that. I just yeah. saw it. Obviously, it wasn't about work, but the yeah. way you just described all that, and that's, you're going to be driving around in a Rolls Royce yeah. one day. <laughs> like, and, that, and that's with the passion you told and, that. And being in those situations and being at the, the MGM mansion, when he's sitting there telling me, like, only 1% of the world sees this place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I'm seeing it right now. Or mm-hmm. like being in the mansions or the Airbnbs and Catalina Islands and looking over the ocean and just sitting there in those moments. And I'm like, and then I come back here and it's like, my life. My life, my life is so much more than this here in Syracuse. You know what I mean? I'm like, I was put in those situations because I know I'm meant for more. And right now, you know, it's a building period, which is I love because it's all about that journey. You know, I've seen that, but now, you know, but then coming back here does smack me like in back into reality a little bit. It makes mm-hmm. you put you in check. You know, makes you humble, and then it you know makes me want to work even harder because I know you know I, I'm not this place isn't for me. You know, my one of my mentors told me like you build a life here to help build pay for your life somewhere else. Yes. And that's kind of what I'm doing now because I want to get back onto the West Coast. I loved I lived in Scottsdale mm-hmm. like for some period of time during COVID and I loved it. Like the people I've met, just the environment and everything. You're brushing shoulders with millionaires every time you go out and they're but they're opening. They're asking questions. Like yeah. you don't do that a lot here. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not they're not out and stuff here. You know, they're either working, it's but but that <laughs> yeah, that or even if you're out to breakfast out there, you know what I mean? You're gonna run into somebody who's bound to be successful. And it's just that that stuff doesn't happen here because people are just miserable and just it's just well it, so it, it's all in your circles though yeah man. i guess it's the mindset there, there are just, people yeah, here that are that way are, yeah there i would say very successful much people less here fewer and far right between. exactly yeah but and i guess that's what i'm trying to say real quick sure. to your point that, that's all relative too man mm-hmm. so think about the dollar amount that it would take for you to be yep. impressed coming yeah. from here right now go to somalia same right thing. exactly yeah. depends on where you are and i have been like the saint martin saint kids i've been in those places kids that are going man this guy actually gets to wear clothes right yeah like well he gets to share in the bathroom wipe his ass yeah. Oh my God, he he gets like a mattress. Right. Jesus Christ, it is all perspective yes, and it's I, all 100%. relative. Yep. So, in so th- for the monetization aspect of it, now stop and consider how many different markets and demographics there are around the world. Now take your think and bring it worldwide. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. What, what can you create at a level here, and then? head somewhere else in the world that has not progressed to this point mm-hmm. bring that same product to them you know now that's that's that, where that reach and that, that, change, that wealth right well the change too but i'm just referring to like some entrepreneurs that i follow that are operating at the super super high levels yeah these these people are they impact the, about, they impact the most people right. trademarking yes, branding. They're like exactly. okay they're building products just because they want to take them worldwide right they're building simple products just to take them worldwide because there's just a deficit of that type of data in other places so mm-hmm. just to expand that thing but so gonna, yeah, yeah i just want to i just want to go back to because i think we've kind of brought it it's gotten brought a few times without saying it is you know you've brought up us getting frustrated trying to you know explain ourselves in certain situations with people how did you find it easiest to kind of separate yourself from people that maybe were part of your past or people that you know you wanted to see them come into the circle into the life that you were trying to create mm-hmm. but they're just not fit because you know i think that's something that me and we, Zach we have ran a into a lot of walls and we have found people i've luckily found a girl the last you know year that has really fit into my perspective and moving into that direction but finding the right people you know in the last four or five years there's been five or six people that really fit into that mold that are in this area how do you separate yourself when it's a place that you've grown up so you're talking about people i grew up with how do i remove myself from trying to convince them to come where i'm going It's a little easier for me because I'm not really close geographically to where I grew up. Um, I did recently, actually, so 
it's interesting you asked that question. Recently, a friend of mine from high school that was a few years older than me reached out to me. She knew my story, had no idea about the man of the free. She just thought I was a used car dealer that had been to prison. And she reached out to me, and she's like, you know, I know your story. I know where you've been. I know what you've gone through. I know where you're at now. My nephew is in jail right now for assault. He was protecting his, not niece, excuse me, his little cousin. Um, some older drunk guys had gotten a little lippy and were being out of pocket, and he teed off on one of them and ended up cutting one of the dudes and he, he's doing a small bid for it uh, she asked me when he came out would I speak to him because he's under the impression kids 18 years old he just graduated school now he's got a felony he thinks his life's over right. he thinks there's no school there's no education there's no life for it's him he's true. he's just you know bound for the doldrums of society and I said of course I will and I said actually I'll do you one better I'll do a whole show to him That's and I awesome. did a solo show YouTube show and I dedicated it not by name right, to respect yeah, yeah, his privacy but to basically people to my fellow that, blue devil because yeah, there's a lot of people blue man. Yep. And it's funny, a lot of people reached out to me and drew inspiration from that story. You know, awesome. so just doing it was a cool thing. But so when it when it was all said and done, he watched the show, he loved it, you know, teared up. Thank you so much. She reached out to me and she said, Hey, we're having his belated graduation party because he's out now. He missed his graduation. He's out now. We would be honored if you'd come break bread with us and come to the party. Just so happened that she dates and has a child with my cousin, oh, who wow. has just a huge farm out in Cato. He's a very successful farmer out there. He's got this big, like I don't even want to, I don't want to disrespect it by saying how many square feet. Right, I'm probably yeah, yeah. underestimating, yeah. but you could probably huge. It's huge. like damn near like the Amazon. Warehouse, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like, like it's fucking huge. Big pole barn. You, you right. can drive a giant combine into it without taking the attachments off, wow. and, and it, you can fit about ten of them in there. I mean, it's fucking huge. That's awesome. Like most smaller airplanes could take off inside that plane. <laughs> that's now. crazy so we went out there and, and i was reunited with a lot of people from high school and it did two things for me number one it showed me how different i was from them in that they they, they just they they're they just didn't have the busyness that I had, right? I'm sitting there like twiddling my thumbs, like I gotta talk to somebody, like somebody, yeah. like, let's talk. Let's <laughs> and I and I, you know, they're talking That's about the football game yeah. and the guy that pissed him off at work and what do you think about this? You're like, Joe does anybody Biden? want to talk and, money here? And I'm like, so who owns a business? And, <laughs> right. and my cousin That's not he owns the farm. He looks at me, he's just like, let's right. talk about something else, man. I'm like, all right. So, excuse me, no disrespect to them because they're amazing people. Right. right? They're really truly amazing, great family people all hard workers, any one of them would give you the shirt off their back, but they're content in that lifestyle. Um, so where I come from, there's not a lot of people that I would reach out to try to do that with. Here's what I will tell you. My employees, okay? I employ salespeople, right? And when I was in sales, I was just tenacious. I mean, I was bloodthirsty. I wanted to know every objection, every close, every one-liner. I wanted to read every book on sales. I just wanted to be a fucking monster, right? The guys that I employ now, they're good salesmen, okay? They all had some sort of sales experience. I hired them, recruited them. I turned them into monsters. These are guys that would, would, would walk side to side with anybody on the Wall Street sales floor. I promise you that. They're that fucking strong, okay? Um, and I know because I'm well-traveled. I've gone to sales conferences. I've met sales trainers. I've, I've, I'm creating my own sales training platform. These guys are trained by me firsthand. They're fucking strong, right? Yeah. We're talking like closing rates in the high 80s on used cars when oh, closing sure. rates are in the 20s to 50s for good guys, right? So I know these guys are good. What drives me crazy is, you know, they'll make three grand in a week and be like, yeah, yeah. let's go. And I'm like, all right, dude, like it's halfway through Friday, man. We got a half a day and Saturday. What you doing, dog? And they're like, oh no, I'm good. And then, but then you watch them on the cameras, and you're like, so I guess what it is is it's it's the 
like me, once I once I dig up the 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 vegetable or once I mine the diamond, I'm like, it's nice. Go for yeah, the next one, yeah. right? And it's just, there's not even a hesitation. It's like by the end, once the stopwatch clicks at the end of the day, how full can the bag be, right? I'm just all day long, I'm digging. Yeah. So to be surrounded by people who are, they get one bag full and they're like, it's full, let's roll. And I'm like, give me another bag, yeah, you know? Right. But what you do is you find peace in that. You say, okay, that's, that's what they're here for. That's who they are. That's the role that they play. Somebody's got to be the boss. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to be the, 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 the breadwinner. Somebody's got to be the founder of the feast, right? So for anybody that's listening right now that wants that high level of success, that has that candle burning inside them where they just, they want everything. They want, not only do they want to get to Elon's level, but they want to beat Fuck Elon, that, yeah. right? Like yeah. that, that's my mindset. Like I'm vicious, bro. Like I look at a guy like Elon Musk and I'm like, I got some time, bro. Here yeah. I come, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it's, I have yet to hit a ceiling. Yes. I have yet to get to a point where they went, eh, sorry, Mr. Lunkenheimer, this is the top floor. Yeah. There's no more for you up here, right? right? And then I hit it with a couple of hammers. Just can't accept it. Yeah. I just can't. I'm not wired that way, right? Yeah. If you're up there, I deserve to be up there too. Unless mm-hmm. I get to a point where I go, nope, this is just simply too not much possible. For me. I can't do it. I, yeah. I can't. Do, I'm not capable of doing this. Let me go back down a little bit and get to a comfortable level. I've never found that spot, right? So I have to accept the fact that that's me. I have to allow other people to be who they are. The sooner I've been able to do that, the sooner I've been able to find peace. Mm-hmm. Here's what I've also noticed. I occupied a lot of my own time being frustrated by those people. I allowed them to make me counterproductive. I allowed them to occupy space and rent real estate in my head that could have been used for something else. So what I've learned, and then we're talking, when I say talking, I'm talking in the past six months I've come to these realizations. So I'm not speaking from a pedestal here. I'm just saying that this might be a piece of value I can bring to the conversation because I've just been through it recently. Mm -hmm. I'm at the point now where it's like, okay, like you're you, I'm me. Absolutely. I need to figure out what the best way to use my time is. How can I maximize every fucking moment of my day to the point where I bought an e-ink tablet, one of those super notes, mm-hmm. okay, with a little fucking stylus yeah, yeah. pen, and I have my week, like Grant Cardone saying, right, white space on your calendar is trouble, right? Yeah. You, you can yeah, find the yeah. devil in the white space on your calendar, right? Yeah. So I start each week and I try to fill my calendar. Like, okay, I'm going on the show on K Rock on this day. I've got an auction on this day. I'm doing the Wealth Through Wi Wealth Through Wi Fi, yep, yep, yep. Wealth Through Wi Fi yep. podcast this day. I got to record my podcast this day. I'm going to record some TikToks this day. This day's an on, and I'm literally trying to make it so every event is end every to hour, end to end to minute. end to end right. until I get to the end of February. I go to Miami for ten days. I come back. And there it goes again. Mm-hmm. I have been the most productive in the past 60 days of my life because that's you're what writing. I've done. You cut yourself filled right. up. And, and you're organizing. And let me tell you what, guys. <laughs> you want to frustrate the fuck out of yourself? Do that, and then look back at the past year of your life. We've talked about you stuff like talk that all the time. Like yeah. you wasted some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, I, but then it's like, okay, no, I'm gonna be the optimist. Right. Now, let me say, okay, if I had not discovered this now, let's say I figured this out when I was 50. Thank God I discovered it now because now the next 12 years, instead of being that way, mm-hmm. they're now going to look like this. And there's right. going to be ink all over my calendar. Yep. I mean, I've got some very ambitious yeah. goals. Yeah. And I, 
I just don't know anybody else is built like me. I think I think that's something I struggled with the past few years is like I got to those high points and I like I I chilled out like where you said you grabbed the diamond and you looked for the another one. Yep. I kind of look I got the diamond and like you said I I chilled out. I felt comfortable for a little bit because I was like I you know I got relaxed. I was like I'm good. Yep. Money was flowing in. You know I had I had a good status and this and that and then I was like and then but then I got complacent. And then, you know, shit happened and I struggled because I was like, fuck, bad shit's happening again. I got to go back home to Syracuse. I got to go to this. Damn, I got to go back to work, which most people happen to most people. But like right. from where I was, you know, out in Scottsdale, living the the lifestyle to yep. then having to come back home, it was a huge reality check for me. And it it put me in a rut. It put, and I was like, damn, like, fuck, I was in a rut for like months. And then like. I was like, this has got to stop. I got to stop. I got to get out of this. Got it. It's mm-hmm. good. You're putting yourself into this, into this, you know, dark hole, and it's not you. It wasn't you at all. And then you know, the the flips, the light switched, and I was like, all right, got to keep going. And then that, I heard that though. That's what made me change is because I heard it until then. I never heard it, and it was like just because you get to a certain point. Don't get comfortable. Like, keep going. Go ten times harder yep. when you hit that goal. Go all right now. What? And I think that was my one of my biggest you know learning experiences from the past couple of years was that moment right there for me. You, you ever heard the expression "get comfortable with being uncomfortable"? Yeah, we yes, say yes, it yes, all yes, the yes. time, literally all the time. What, so I have a little bit different interpretation of that. I think that most people, and I don't know your guys' interpretation right. of it, so feel free to chime in. But I think most people take that expression right at face value. Like Mm -hmm. there's going to be situations in life that are uncomfortable. Usually the uncomfortable situations, if we can get through them, they lead to some sort of upside, right? So as long as I can be comfortable dealing with the discomfort, I'll have more situations that have upside. I think that's the way most people look at that. Mm -hmm. You got to run to the uncomfortable shit. I dissect that. Yeah, very much so. I dissect it like this. Human beings intrinsically are self-important, right? They're narcissistic. They want comfort. They want a full belly. They want a buzz. They want a piece of ass if they're a man or they want some dick if they're a woman. They want to procreate, live a comfortable life, have a little bit of wealth and a little bit of, you know, just just comfort, and they want to proceed and live their life comfortably, okay? That's comfort. That's what most people are after. When I say get comfortable with being uncomfortable, the moments of pursuit are uncomfortable. The moments of hard work and strife are uncomfortable. The moments where we're trying with every ounce of our soul Mm. to hit that goal by the end of the week so we can create that monetary thing that we're after, that hustle, those are the uncomfortable moments. If you can finish that, because what most of us do, right, is we get done with that uncomfortable moment. We're like, I don't want to go back. Shit, man, I did it. Yeah. I did it. Let's go crack a beer. And I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm going to get up early even though I've got to hang over and start <laughs> all over again. But let's go celebrate, right. right? I look at it like this. Okay, we did that thing. All right. What, you want to relax? No. What's the next thing? Let's go. We got to stay yeah, uncomfortable. Right, exactly. We got to stay yep. on point. We got to stay with bags under our eyes. We got to stay dying for Sunday so we can actually get eight hours of sleep. We got to stay, you know, barely on the edge. And, and I look at it like this too, man, like <laughs> – Getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is also getting comfortable with an uncomfortable bank balance. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's. I'll get a million dollars in the bank at my car dealership. Okay. And I'll be looking, I'll be like, damn, that's a million bucks. That's pretty to look at. But that means there's a million dollars worth of metal that's not on my parking lot right. for me to sell. Spend it all. Yep. Go back to Asset, broke. That's get right. ass back to broke. Mm-hmm. Because when you're broke 
and I don't mean broke in the sense flight, of you know what, I mean? what I'm saying is when you're used to looking at seven figures in yeah. the bank, then all of a sudden there's 63 grand in there. You're like, shit, I got to get this money. Yeah. And you force yourself right. by putting the pressure of discomfort on oneself. You force yourself to be productive. The, the true champions in this world, the people that just do unbelievable things, are the ones that know right where their level of tolerance is. Oh, they yeah. know what their threshold is. And they just constantly operate right to on it. the absolute edge of the mm -hmm. fucking earth. That's what I do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I'm to the point where I've thrown myself into some serious panic attacks. So back to that story about the heart attack thing, I ended up going, there was a nurse practitioner that was working at the hospital that I knew. She's like, here, will you take this pill for me? I'm like, sure, what is it? She's like, oh, it's just, we, we got to have you take it for some test we got to do. Okay, I took it. An hour later, she comes back in, and I haven't told a lot of people this story. So this is like, this is, uh, you got some breaking, you got a breaking, uh, cool. breaking story here, nice. okay? Um, but I, she comes back 45 minutes later. She's like, how you doing? I'm like, huh? She's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm actually really good. Xanax? What the fuck was that pill? She goes, Luke, you got a fucking panic problem, bro. I'm like, what? She's like, that was a Xanax. Mm -hmm. So I ended up, I, I started crying right there in that moment. I broke down like a little baby. I looked up, I'm like, it's not fucking a panic attack. It's a fucking heart attack. There's something going on. And she comes over, she touches my arm. My wife gave her that look. Remember that movie, uh, like, it's about the new kid at school? And, the, like, the, the one guy tells him, when you go to the new school, you got to give him the look. And it's like, my wife gave that woman that look when she touched my arm. Yeah. Boy, it wasn't pretty. But anyway, she, she, she touched it in, like, a comforting fashion. And she's like, listen. You need to understand that a panic attack can be a physical thing. Because, I, tr guys, truly, I was not right. in a state of panic. Best financial position I've ever been in my life. Happiest I've ever been with a woman. Healthy child that I'm in love with. Life is great. Business is great. It couldn't be any better. I'm not having panic attacks. Like, this is not possible. But then I did some research, and I spoke to the doctor and so on and so forth. Once I knew what it was, they became way fewer and farther between. But I'm saying that to say this. There are moments where I can actually put myself into a fit of anxiety or panic. And it's because I'm just putting so much on the plate. So you know what I've learned? If I have a panic attack, dial it back one notch right. and keep going, yep. right? So yep. we, that's, that's how we learn about ourselves, yep. right? So my, for me, it's a physical manifestation. But I know this. The moment I decided to force that pressure on myself and force that level of discomfort onto myself, I became the most productive I've ever, ever been in my life, by and large. That's so awesome. far. So I will say as we kind of wrap it up, though, I think the thing that I've always equated, you know, the comfort and uncomfortable thing to is change. Yes. And that's what's happening. When you're uncomfortable, it's because you're doing something outside of your you're comfort developing. zone that's causing some sort of change in your life. And when you can get comfortable with that, it makes huge differences. And, you know, like you were talking about, I've gone through periods of my life with panic attacks the exact same way. And, mm -hmm. and you don't come to grip with the reality because you think I'm doing so much more work. Why am I, I panicking yep. over right. makes sense. doing so much work? And, right. and it really is. It's scaling it back, coming back to reality a little bit, but then pushing back through that line. Yes. You, you can't get to these points where you're rejected by something and then just kind of dwiddle back down and, and think that you're going to keep growing right. it's about that upward trajectory it's about always growing always making changes in your life and that's how you stay uncomfortable so that you can be comfortable with who you are 100 percent. continue to develop for sure and i think that one of the biggest strengths i what you just said i couldn't agree with more and just to add on to that a touch what i think some people will find is their greatest strength is their ability to take a personal inventory is to say okay where are my weaknesses? And be honest, brutally honest with themselves, right? So me, I'm an impulse guy. 
I fire people on impulse. I make decisions on impulse. I because I know my instincts are good. They've carried me through my whole life, and in Trust business, they've been the reason. You're exactly right. They've been the reason that I, there's based on one instinctual movement in my life was life or death for me. I moved one particular way on instinct, and a bullet missed me back when right. I was using drugs. So I've learned to trust that gut. Yeah. Okay, but. When I was able to understand what my deepest weaknesses were within myself, where I lacked the most, where my biggest shortcomings were, and instead of talk myself out of them and be like, dude, it's okay. Like, you, there's a lot on your plate. Don't worry about this. Or, you know, you've, you've come from real hard times. Don't worry about that. Or, you know, like, to, just to give an example, something as simple as, you know, making sure my bed is made and my room is clean, okay? I have a wife now, so that's a little bit different story. No, but I know what but you But one mean. of the things I struggle with is, like, I got up. I'm like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm successful. I ain't got time for this shit. I'm out the door, right? And then I listened to that speech one day. I'm sure you guys have heard it's that Navy captain yep. who's talking about making your bed and a task accomplished, yep. and it sets the tone for the day. Something as simple as realizing that I, I'm such a good salesman I was able to sell myself on the fact I'm a grown ass man. I got shit to do. Man. I don't need to make my motherfucking bed. Right. That's for pussies, right? <laughs> Someone can do that, that that has time, right? No, I'm a businessman. I got stuff to do. When I disciplined myself and I said, no, when I come home, I want to come home to a clean bed right. with sharp corners. I want my, you know, my dresser dusted off. I want to come home to my little castle and tuck myself exactly. in bed like I'm opening the wrapping paper on a Christmas present. Mm -hmm. Like I want it to be crispy. Then I started doing that. Things like Hitting the snooze button on the alarm clock. I was like, just about to say that's I'm one the boss. For me. I own the nope. place. Those motherfuckers will wait for me. You know right. what I mean? Realizing that the the level of professionalism that you exude is the level of professionalism that your employees will follow. Right. Yep. Get your ass out of bed, right? Mm. So all I'm saying is discovering and realizing what your shortcomings are and being honest with yourself about them and saying, This any way I want to slice this. Somebody from the outside looking in would tell me that this is not okay, and I need to be humble enough to recognize that and to fix it. When you can start doing that to yourself and being honest with yourself and then implementing those changes, you'll be a fucking freak, man. Oh, yeah. You'll be unstoppable. That's awesome. No, that's true, for sure. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Yeah. Okay, that and was good. Yeah, and I think just to kind of leave it off with, you know, gives people a little homework assignment, and, you know, if you're not happy with your life each night when you go to bed, think of one thing that you can change the next day yep. and mm -hmm. change it. Yep. Day by day until you're happy with what you see in the mirror. And it's as simple as that because we, like you said, we can all pick out the things that we don't do well, the things that we know we need to change. And looking yourself in the mirror is going to be the easiest way to have those conversations. 100%. Absolutely. So, yeah, guys, well, uh, again, Luke, thank you for coming yeah, on. Can so we pod. plug the YouTube channel real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah, shout out your at names. Yeah, I'm sure these guys will link in the description yeah, below, we'll but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Luke Lunk on YouTube, L-U-K-E-L-U-N-K. -E -E the show is Man of the Free, Freedom of Mind, Money, and Media, where this big motherfucker brings you free value to help you be free in your life. Boom, there Absolutely. it is. Check me out, Luke Lunk on Instagram, Luke Lunk and Heimer on Facebook, and uh, in Hollywood, I'm one of those gold stars in about five years. Oh, yeah, I love to hear it. Guys, um, in the uh, in the description, guys. Yep, Thanks, definitely. Fellas. And guys, it's been a pleasure. Th thank you, uh, guys. Thank you as always for listening. As always, smash the like button, follow all of us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. Have a good one, guys.